You're listening to Wayfind Marketing Live, a podcast about navigating business and making marketing easier. Here's your host, Wayfind Marketing founder and president, Steve Phipps. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Wayfind Marketing Live, where our goal and our mission is to make marketing easier and more effective for small businesses and nonprofits. And my name is Steve Phipps. I'm the co-host. I'm the founder of Wayfind Marketing. And my co-host is Annie Laurie Walters. Annie Laurie, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I am really looking forward to our conversation today. Um, We are going to be talking about strategy. And strategy is one of my favorite things. In fact, if you've ever taken, if you've ever heard of the Strengths Finders Assessment, it, it identifies, I think it's 34, 35 different strengths. And you take the test and it'll show you your top five. Strategy is my top. It's my number one. Nice. And, uh, so this is one of the things that we love to help small businesses with is, is putting together a plan to grow your business. And so... Well, speaking of business owners, last year we surveyed business owners and we found that almost all of them are marketing without a plan. They're just shooting from the hip and doing their best with what they've got. And, you know, I think that what we really hope to equip people with today is just to lay the foundation for what a very simple, straightforward plan can be. Um, But first, let's just talk about why is it important to have a plan? Well, you know, first and foremost is a plan is going to give direction. And I'm going to toss a picture up here on the screen. You know, for a lot of for a lot of business owners and a lot of nonprofit leaders, this is what marketing looks like. Uh, marketing is just a conglomeration of activities to try to generate more business. And really without a plan, that's that's what it's like. It's it's just it's throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what sticks. And, and of course, you know, that leads to a lot of frustration that can lead to a lot of lost, uh, lost time, lost money, a lot of stress. And, you know, another important thing um, is is a plan really helps build relationship. Because a plan takes into account all the different steps involved in marketing. And marketing is not just one tactic. Marketing is a series of activities that we use over the course of the customer's journey to build relationship, to build trust, and ultimately to win business. And so without a plan, really, it's just throwing spaghetti against the wall. And you make a good point about it because one thing that can happen is uh, you can go down a rabbit hole chasing the wrong thing. And if you don't have a plan that's focused first on building a relationship, then you could be wasting even more time than you realize on tactics that are never going to work because you're not pursuing it with the relationship in mind. So what happens when we don't focus on building relationships? You know, one of the, one of the biggest things that happens when, when we ignore relationship or we just don't take that into account with our marketing, 
we're going to miss opportunities. I, I mean, that's that's the end of the day. We're, we're going to miss out on opportunities because what will happen is sometimes people go straight to the, the sale. And especially for, we do a lot of work with B2B and service-based companies. And so their products and services tend to be higher dollar services. And you can't just go straight to the sale. Uh, if, if you skip those stages, which we've talked about at length before in previous shows, and we're, we're going to put links to those shows in the show notes. And if, if, if you skip those steps, then you're going to scare some people off because you're, you're asking them to commit before you've established trust and credibility. One thing that I've heard you say often is that we want to do business with people that we know and we like and we trust. Can you unpack that for us? Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's an adage that I would say most people have probably heard. And, and there's a lot of truth in that because ultimately we do business with other people. And again, especially if we think about nonprofits, we think about B2B and service based companies. Relationship is really important. And even for businesses where there's not a uh, direct conversation, either over Zoom or the phone or you know going to meeting face to face somewhere we're still establishing a relationship and really we want to do business with people that we, that we know and that we like. And if, if you think about, I think a couple of examples are, are brands that have higher dollar products that people love and, and rave about, uh, you know, a classic example is Yeti. Yeti has done a really good job of building a relationship with their customers, even though, I've, you know, 98%, 99% of their customers, I'm sure, have never talked to somebody at Yeti. They've bought their products, they see their advertising, they see their marketing, it creates a sense of relationship, a sense of, um, you know, co- things in common that they enjoy, that reinforces a lifestyle. And, and in doing so, they're building trust, they're building relationship. And so all our marketing really needs to be built on the understanding that we do. We want to establish a relationship help people know us, like us, and trust us. Yes. I have had that experience of just getting an email from a brand that I feel like, wow, they get me, <laughs> you know, like they've, they've effectively built a relationship. If I'm getting an email and I feel understood, <laughs> well, it's possible. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll show an example. This is here is a notebook that I use just for, for jotting down business ideas. And, Again, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm probably saying this incorrectly, but it's Moleskin or Moleskin. Mm-hmm. Um, and these these notebooks are more expensive than others, but I like the quality. I like the feel of them. And they've done a really good job. There's a fun story behind how this company got started. And I, I just, I like them. And so I'll pay a few extra bucks for these, at least for the notebooks that are really important where I'm, I'm jotting down ideas and it's not just going to be a throwaway. Yeah. And to your point, you know, with that brand and with Yeti, you know, those are expensive brands. And when you first see the price tag, you might not be quite ready yet to pull that trigger. So eventually you are though. And that's one thing that I know you want to walk, walk us through this today is, is those stages. We've talked about it before, but again, just to reiterate those stages and steps to building a relationship, where does that begin and where does it end? I'm going to share a a little graphic that we've put together. And the thing that's important to understand is how people buy. And 
again, when we skip the stages of relationship, and, and let me just as a quick refresh, the three stages of relationship, as we've talked about before, starts off with curiosity. That's the very first stage. And that's where a customer or a prospect, they want to know, what do you do? Who are you? That's very basic information. And they're, they're very quickly, their brain is very quickly going to decide whether or not your brand, your product, your service is relevant. And that could be based on how you answer the question, what do you do? Mm -hmm. It could be based on your website. It could be based on what they see on your LinkedIn or Facebook page. Again, there's any number of different places where people will interact and they're going to make that decision very quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, if they, if they identify you as being relevant and they want to learn more then the next stage is enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So you see this over here, we, we have this uh, contentment uh, or I'm sorry, we have this curiosity and then enlightenment is the next step. And enlightenment is where we begin to build trust. That's where we start to share more about what we do, how we do it, how we differentiate from uh, our competitors. And then the third stage is commitment. That's when we're asking them to take a step forward. That's when they're first at risk of losing something. It could, it could be they're losing time because we're asking them to schedule a call with this or, um, you know, but that's, as we go through these stages, marketing needs to address each of these. Mm -hmm. And so this is the, we call this the buyer's journey. This is the vertical here. And what happens is when people buy, they go through these stages. Now this very top stage is what we call contentment. This is where you have an audience, people you've identified as being your ideal customer, and that's who you're marketing to. And this, this very top stage, we call it contentment because at that stage, they don't see themselves needing your product or service. Now, they may know you. They may follow you on Facebook. They might be engaging with your content, which is, is fantastic if they are. But the assumption at this stage is that they, they're not ready to buy your product or service. And so we market to people here. And over here on this far right hand side, we have what we call drivers. Now, let me let me say I, I forgot to mention this earlier. We are this is the second part of a series uh, in which we are going to show you how to create a one page marketing plan for your business. You get a plan, you you focus in on what's going to work. You understand the stages that people go through, and your marketing is going to be a lot more effective. You're going to get a better ROI. You're going to see better results. Well, up here. When we're marketing to people here, we're, we call this the drive stage. And we call these activities drivers. And this is activity that's designed to move them into the buying process. And so some people, because of an ad or a conversation or referral, or even something happens in their world that all of a sudden they're looking for a solution. So I'll give you an example for me. Right now, I'm looking for new glasses. The glasses that I'm wearing are... I've had these for, I don't know, five, six, seven years, and they're constantly sliding down my face. And so, in fact, right now, it's probably hard to see it. I've, I've got one of this almost like the croquis everybody used to wear with their sunglasses. It's, it's basically a tool thing that straps on the back of my glasses to keep them from sliding down. Mm -hmm. So I've been going through this. So that for me, I finally got to the point. I've had the prescription for 10 months, and I'm just, I'm finally, I'm, I'm irritated enough my prescription is going to expire soon. So now I've moved from sort of this contentment. Now I'm looking. So that's the search trigger for me. So now I'm going into this next step of curiosity and I'm, I'm looking. So the driver for me was internal. 
And then I began to search. You can see we've got this search trigger. So people begin looking. And so this is activities up here can be things like search engine optimization. This could be sales calls, cold calls, uh, networking on LinkedIn where you're prospecting and identifying people and reaching out and asking to have a conversation. But as, as we go into this next stage, curiosity. So for me, I'm looking to buy glasses online. And so I'm just looking to see where can I get glasses? What are the options? Uh, I've asked on Facebook where, you know, who has everybody else used? I'm just gathering this basic information to see what my options are. So I'm just doing research. So here brands have the opportunity to engage. And a lot of that engagement is on your website. It could be a blog, it could be social media. It can be any, you know, a variety of different tactics that begin to build trust. And so this is the stage where we're starting to engage and we want to help people understand what we do. Well, next is enlightenment. So this is where, you know, so based on when I was doing the research, I had several people who said, hey, here are two different sites. There's Zenny and the other one is uh, Eyeglasses USA or something like that. So I've looked at both websites. So I've been researching. I've been comparing. And so now I'm getting a better understanding. Well, okay, this is what these guys have. This is what the, you know, this site has. And so I'm, I'm comparing between the two and what the goal here is, from a marketing standpoint is let's convert. Let's offer something of value that invites them to give us their email address. Mm -hmm. And so both Zenny and uh, Eyeglasses USA, they have will pop up, say, get 10% off your first order or something to that effect. So you know what? With both of them, I did it. Gave them my email address. Now I've got a discount, mm -hmm. but I'm still comparing. But now they're, they can send <laughs> their emails, okay? Yeah. And so I'm comparing. They've been working on converting. And again, all of these things are designed to help establish trust and credibility. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm getting down here to commitment. And so I've made a decision. I'm planning to buy my glasses from Zenny. I, I just, I like, it's a little bit of a simpler site. There's not as many choices, so it's not as overwhelming. Uh, their prices are really good. Several friends have ordered from them, had a good experience. They have a good return policy. And so I've decided. And interestingly enough, the one thing that has held me up from making a buying decision is I had to go back to my eye doctor because I have to get what's has to have to, I need a certain uh, measure between my eyes. It's called the pupillary dimensions or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I tried measuring, but I just went back to my eye doctor and said, okay, what, what, what is it based on uh, my, my most recent visit? So they gave me that number, got that this morning. So I'm going to pull the trigger over this weekend. Mm -hmm. So that's now, so that's, that's when people are ready. Now, the other thing I want to go back to is because we talk about no like, and trust. The majority of people who are hanging out up here at the top of the funnel, they're not ready to, to become your customer. Right. Um, some of them will never become your customer. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about this stage up here on this horizontal, we have over here is, is unfamiliar. They just don't know you at all. They don't know about you. They're obviously not going to buy from you. Worst case scenario is they know you, but they don't like you. <laughs> and that's a, that's a hole that's much more difficult to dig out of than them just not knowing you. Hmm. Well, next is no, and then like, and then trust. And, and so what we want to do is we want to move people through that spectrum where they begin to know us. They begin to like us. They, they like the content. They like the brand. They're, they're engaging good imagery. And then ultimately we move them to trust. 
Now, this can happen. This no like, and trust can happen as people go through these bind stages. For others, they're not going through the bind stages. Maybe they're just doing a little bit of research. They're just kind of hanging out up here in these stop stages. They're curious. They're doing a little bit of research, but they're not going past these, these first two stages. And that's what I did last summer after I had my, I got my, my eyeglasses prescription. I just hung out there at the top, did a little bit of research. Uh, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to buy online. And I would look occasionally, go to Costco, go to the optical department. And I would try on some glasses, send my wife a picture. And I, I just, it just didn't feel urgent. Well, now, <laughs> You know, 10 months later, it feels more urgent. Yeah. Because they're sliding off your face. <laughs> my, my glasses are sliding off my face. And that was after I did something stupid when I went hunting not too long ago, got a new rifle. I just didn't have it situated on my shoulder. And so when I shot it, bucked back and hit my glasses and kind of bent my bent my glasses. So there was another incident there that um, created a sense of urgency to get new glasses. Plus my expert or my, my uh, prescription expires soon. And I, now I can't go to Costco because um, I think they saw the optical depart department closed. So now I'm buying glasses online. You're ready. Yeah. I'm ready. And this process took me 10 months. Yeah. That's such an important thing to emphasize. And and, and it is. And and there, there are two, two components of this that, that uh, these are important for people to remember. And, and number one is timing. Timing has to do with when somebody is ready and in need of your product or service, because there are a lot of people, the timing is not right. They might be qualified in every single way, except timing. They might have the budget. They might uh, check all the boxes, job title, company size, whatever your qualifications are, but they're not ready, but there's still opportunity. That's why there's certain marketing tactics like email nurtures or nur sorry, nurturing emails um, blogs, other things that can be helpful for building that relationship over the course of time. And it might be that that's continuing to move people from no to like to trust. They hang out up here in this contentment stage. Again, maybe they dipped into curiosity. Maybe they got all the way down to commitment and then they bounce back to the top. Mm -hmm. There there's, it looks nice and clean on paper, but we know in reality that human behavior doesn't follow a linear path and it's not always logical, but this at least gives us an understanding of the basic phases that people go through. Yeah. Speaking of timing, how many people were just about to pull the trigger on a buying decision and then the pandemic hit? <laughs> Absolutely. There, there are so many different things that are influencing that. So, so timing is one and time is the other. Mm -hmm. um, it takes time to build trust and the time it takes is going to vary based on the individual, based on their circumstances, based on how they came in contact with you in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I'll give Zenny as an example. Uh, one of the reasons why I looked at them in the first place is because when I went to Facebook last year and said, hey, any friends, online glasses, experiences, recommendations, multiple people. Hey, we had a great experience at Zenny a couple of weeks ago talking to a friend. They did Zenny. Hey, we had a good experience. The first pair came in. It just didn't fit right. So I sent it back and, you know, it was no problem getting that taken care of. So I think it's just, it's important to remember that you're going to have some people that just boom, they just, they zip through these stages. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they go through it super fast. Um, maybe they got referred in 
like I did to Zenny. So my trust level was higher because I know someone had an experience. That's where testimonials become really important and case studies, other things like that, that build trust and credibility. So that's the reason why we spend some time here talking about how people buy and this idea of this, we call it the brand awareness spectrum. Again, moving people from know to like to trust. The reason we talk about this is because if, if, if you don't understand how people buy in these dynamics, you're going to waste a lot of time and effort on marketing because you might look at social media and think, I'm going to drive a bunch of traffic with social media. Well, if, all you're, if, if you're just posting organic social media content, it's not that you won't potentially drive some people, depends on the size of your audience, mm-hmm. but that's good, for, that's good for engagement. That's good for building trust. Sometimes it will drive some traffic. Now, if you're doing paid Facebook ad campaigns, that's going to be more of a driver. Organic social media is more of an engager. So we understand where tactics fit into this whole process. Then we have more realistic understanding and more realistic expectations of what it's going to do. Yeah. Well, you know, if anybody listening or watching has been wondering why their marketing isn't working, this might be why if you are um, rushing to tactics and skipping over the relation relationship part um, that can leave a lot of holes in what you're trying to accomplish. So is there anything we're coming up on our time to keep this at 20 minutes? What's something that our listeners can do right away? What's something practical, actionable that they could do to make progress towards moving people from no to like to trust? So the first thing I would suggest doing is think about these stages, curiosity, enlightenment, commitment. And you think about contentment as well at the top. So contentment, curiosity, enlightenment, commitment. And think about what are the questions that your customers and your prospects are asking at each of those steps. Because what that does is that can give you content to create to help answer those questions. I was thinking a great headline for a Facebook ad for you would have been tired of your glasses sliding off your face. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And as you were pushing them back up, mine do that too. So it really resonates. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So think about the stages. The other thing is number two, and we'll talk about this more next week when we we start getting into the, the specifics of the one page marketing roadmap. Who is your ideal customer? Mm hmm. Define them. What's their age? You know, does it skew male or female or is it a combination? Mm -hmm. Um, Who is your ideal audience? What is the pain point that they're experiencing? What's the problem that you solve that when they start to feel enough pain or discomfort, they're ready to start looking for a solution? So think through who is my ideal customer? What are the questions that they're asking at each of these stages? And you might have three different ideal customers and that's fine. And maybe they have different questions. So again, just get out a piece of paper, open up a spreadsheet, whatever works for you and list them out. So who are your customers? What are the questions that they're asking at each of these stages? And then the third thing I would say is, Think about what makes you different Mm -hmm. from your competitors. Go look at their websites. Go look at what they're saying about themselves. Go read their social media. Mm -hmm. And 
get an idea of how they're positioning themselves. Now, how are you different in a way that's meaningful? And so these three things are, are going to be things that, especially the who is your ideal customer, what makes you different? Those are going to be things that we're going to talk about next week in more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so figure out your ideal customer. What questions are they asking you in these three stages? Contentment, curiosity, enlightenment, commitment. And for the for our listeners, showing a picture of a funnel and kind of going from top to bottom. Ultimately, out of the bottom of the funnel, we're going to get customers. Well, that is some really good homework to get us ready for next week's episode. So thanks for that. And is there anything else that we need to keep in mind before we wrap it up for today? Well, what I would say is... Uh, we would love for you to follow us, uh, on YouTube, just Google or just go to YouTube and search for Wayfind marketing live subscribe. You'll get notifications. We do a weekly marketing tip on Wednesdays. Um, you can go to our website and in the footer opt in to receive weekly emails, uh, with a weekly marketing tip and, we are also uh, podcasting. So this is not only our live stream, but our podcast. And so this is available. Past episodes are available. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Anchor, uh, a bunch of different platforms. And so we want you to have the resources, the information you need to make marketing easier so you can grow your business, grow your nonprofit. Great. All right. Well, I guess that's all we have for today. Look forward to picking this back up next week. Absolutely. Join us next Friday at noon central time and we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. We invite you to join us for a live recording on Tuesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or on our website at wayfindmarketing.com slash live.